Hello, welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different states who are excited to talk to each other and also to learn and grow alongside of each of you. My name is Megan. I'm Kristen. And I'm Lauren. Hey, sisters. Hi. Hi. How are y'all today? You know, <laughs> good. Good. Uh, I exhausted. I curled exhausted. my hair today, so I think I'm winning. <laughs> That's awesome. Way to go. I haven't curled my hair since March or February. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I curled my hair. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I'm excited about today. We had this idea from the beginning. Uh, when we first started our podcast, I always wanted to talk about Kristen's music. And we actually had a listener reach out and ask about our intro song for our podcast. And so I thought, what a perfect segue. It's actually Kristen singing in our intro. And so today we're just going to have a fun episode kind of reminiscing about Kristen's music uh, her career in music, everything. And we thought, why not start in the beginning? We're going to play some music for you guys today. And we're going to start from when she was four years old recording in a mall recording studio. Do y'all remember those <laughs> yes. when they used to be able to do that? So it's going to be really fun. So take a listen. surprise wedding song dance for my dad and I to dance to <laughs> oh, yes it was that was so amazing it was like a movie moment when and you didn't tell any of us either so it was kind no. of a surprise for everyone yeah whenever you're I mean the first surprise was just that it was your four-year-old little voice singing but then yeah. your, your current voice came in and it was just like Wow, like jaw dropping. <laughs> yes, yeah. we're all like shocked and 
it made me like cry. I was like, oh my gosh, when did you oh. do this? I Our think- brother like rarely cries and he like was boohooing apparently. So I was I- like, that's so cute. I literally Aww. looked around the room and there was not a dry eye and especially from the men. Like I think just because it was <laughs> yeah. a daddy daughter yeah. dance, it was like yeah. they all were so just sweet. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dad was struggling. I felt bad. <laughs> it was funny though, because I didn't want to tell anyone because I wanted it to be a surprise. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I picked my wedding song when I was four. Who would have thought? And then it was really distorted, you know, the tape. So, like, the whole song, it gets distorted. So, I could only use the beginning. So, I was like, well, I'll just finish it out as my voice now because I thought that would be cool. So, it was very cool. So, it reminded me of those like YouTube moments where the dad and daughter like break out and dance. Yeah. Yeah. That was our version. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, why don't you give our listeners a little taste of, or just kind of background about what is your first memory of just having a passion for singing and writing? Writing probably came later, but what's your first memories of knowing that you just had this fire inside of you for it? Yeah. I just remember at a really young age, it probably started because Lauren, you and mom would always sing. And so I probably just wanted to be like y'all when I was real little and I just remember my first memory. I remember sitting down with like one of those stereos, you know, and I had a Leanne Rhymes like tape in and I just remember like starting it and then like trying to like, like mimic her and then I would stop it and go back and like do it again. Like, so at a very young age, I just remember um, trying to mimic singers. So like her, Mariah Carey, were the two that I would always just sit and listen to and try to like copy their voices. Yes. (laughs) And Whitney Whitney Houston too, I think. She came a little later. Yeah. When I was real young, it was like Leanne Rimes and Mariah Carey for sure. I mean, I specifically remember being your older sister, only three years older and just being in awe of you at like three and four years old. Like, whoa, she has so much power in her voice. Like our whole family can sing, like we can carry a tune, especially mom and Lauren. But Kristen came through and it was just like, dang, this little girl can just like belt it. It was crazy. Well, your whole life, you've always been so petite. And so you were just this tiny little girl. And it's like one of those, you know, kids that you see on the stage of America's Got Talent or whatever. And they just, this voice just comes out. And so any, any time that you're performing anywhere we went, I think people's eye, it's like the room would just get silent because it was so shocking in an amazing way. So funny. Yeah. I remember in elementary school, my teacher, a lot of my teachers would like make me sing. Like one teacher would always make me sing that song from Annie. Tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, funny. And then my third grade teacher, he always made me sing the Titanic song. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to sing that one all the time. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. So as you grew a little bit older, when did you really start to think, well, maybe I can, you know, take this a step further rather than just singing as a hobby? Yeah. When I was in, when I, I transferred to a private school my sophomore year of high school 
And the founder of that school, his name was Coso Cabelli. And sadly, he actually recently passed away. So it's actually really sad. Um, I wish I could send this him this episode, but he'll hear us up above. He was the one who was like, hey, like, what are you passionate about? And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, what? You know, because you're like 615. You're like, I don't know, you know? Yeah. And, And he was just like, no, like, what are you passionate? Like, what do you love to do? And I was like, well, I like to play sports, you know? And I, he was like, well, what do you like to do that? like you're afraid of to like tell people and I was like well I like to sing but you know I don't like to talk about it and he was like why yeah I was like because I don't know I don't want to annoy people (laughs) and uh he was like well let's focus on that is that something you want to do and I just remember telling him that that was like my secret like passion that I like would love to one day like pursue but I thought it was never possible and so he's yeah. really the one that put in the drive to like really go after, you know, singing, not just in my shower kind of thing, mm-hmm. or just for like friends and family. And that's when we at our school, we had this thing called Project Week. And it's where you have a week during school to like really focus on a project. Y'all helped me, I think. Do y'all I was, remember? That? I was already in college. I wasn't okay. at home I by then. Yeah, I, I remember it. Yeah. And so like I put together, so like I did like a photo shoot and I started a MySpace when MySpace was the thing and it was a music MySpace and I convinced dad, Lauren, you found the studio actually that I recorded at. It was in Dallas. You like, yeah, you like ran into a guy, y'all both got speeding tickets or something. And he was like, oh yeah, I own a studio here. And you're like, oh my sister sees. Yes. Whoa. That's a vague memory. I would have yeah, never, so you never found remembered. the studio and the guy that did all the work. Same was Hal, and yes. I went up. To, I drove up to Dallas and recorded like a three song like demo and uploaded it to my MySpace, and that was like my work for my project week. And I uploaded the photos, you know, and I put together this like little package to like promote myself, kind of thing. And Larry, out of all people, like Larry Rudolph, it was so crazy. Like, how does this even happen? If you don't know, I mentioned this before. Larry Rudolph is Britney Spears, like longtime manager. So I knew who he was. And he uh, messaged me on MySpace and was like, hey, I love your songs. Like, I love your voice. You have a great, you know, package. Like, I'd love to meet you. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, so I like told dad. Dad was like, no, that's a scam. But long story short, we went to LA and met with Larry Rudolph, um, and it was him. So he uh, gave me a lot of good advice. He hooked me up with a local manager out of Dallas, and that's when I started to really start recording and working with all these really awesome producers and so on. So and that's that's when I became your groupie, and I was at like every recording session, like yeah. hanging out at the studio with you. Yeah, Megan would always go because I'd be so nervous. Well, I was really young too, like during all that. Yeah, you know, I wasn't. Well, even- yeah, mom and dad actually, mom and dad like wanted me there too. I mean, I wanted to be there, but they always wanted me like someone to be with you because you were so young. Right, and so I got and like Megan went. One of the biggest things I got to do is. Um, like audition with Timberland who, you know, at the time, well, he's still a big producer, but one of the biggest and best producers. Yeah. So that was like really crazy. And one, seriously, I, I, I was so nervous. 
<laughs> yeah, I can't believe I was were. even able to sing at all. I was so nervous. So I know I'll never forget that, but it's just so cool. Like going back to your high school and I think a lot of high schools are hopefully changing in this way. Just when I was in high school, nobody ever asked me what I really wanted to do with my life. It's like, okay, you take math, you take social studies, you take history, all of those things. But I never really thought about what I wanted to do. And I think it's so powerful to start at an early age to really think about that. Yeah. Because I don't know, it can just set you on the right path. And I hope more and more people really ask those questions. I mean, at least within your own family. Yes. I think even if you maybe like, not what do you want to even what do you want to do, but like what Koto did, it's almost as if he was just coaching you into recognizing what you really were passionate about and what made you excited and brought you joy without yeah, using those words, like, I guess. Take out the limitations. If you could do anything, what would it be? You know, and I think sometimes people like to limit, you know, put limitations like, oh, well, that's not realistic. What you know, what do you actually want to do? You know? So if that yeah, exactly. I wish that everyone could have a high school experience yeah. like that. It, it was such a unique and special place. And I know there's other private schools, um, that are like that as well, but what a gift that was, you know? Oh yeah. It was such a gift. Like the experiences that I got to the, have and the people I got to meet and like, like it feels almost like thinking about it feels like a dream, you know, like, yeah. So, so cool. Well, I think we should play a song from kind of that time period when you were recording in Dallas, you were 18 when you really started recording like a full album, right? I was 17, 17. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was really more like pop R and B is what at that age you were recording. So I think we should give, people a taste into that that's part of the intro that we have on our podcast is from this album but I'd love to play another song if you had one in mind yeah so I was thinking one probably my favorite song that I recorded I actually recorded all over um not just Dallas I actually recorded more in LA than anything because a lot of the producers were based out of LA so um one if y'all don't know who Diane Warren is she's literally one of the best writers on the planet she wrote my heart will go on by celine dion and she i mean she's written a million hits um and i was so blessed that i got she let me record uh two of her songs and so i had such a fun time recording um with one of her producers whose name was richie blaze and i just remember like i don't know i just it was such a great time recording it and i loved the song and i just love diane warren so i thought it'd be fun to share it it's called take my heart see i can feel you doubt what i can give taking in account the distance you'll be No matter where I go, no matter what I do, 
a pretty song so cool and so during that time period Kristen what year are we talking about 2006 and 2007 okay yeah I was gonna say because that's when I moved after grad school I moved to Dallas in 05 and I know I came to a lot of your recording sessions too and like Megan was saying I I loved it so much it was like a room yeah. just full of a, full of a bunch of dudes. <laughs> yeah. And, and then this cute little blonde KK. But so do you feel like, did you have a sense for what type of genre or do you feel like you were influenced by the producers and manager engineers or like, yeah. I guess, yeah. What do you think? I don't know. You know, I was so young. I didn't know. All I knew is I liked to sing. I didn't know at that time. I didn't really have a good sense of like what my style or, you know, genre should be. I knew what I enjoyed listening to. But as I got older and started like actually writing my own music, I realized country is kind of where felt most what's the word I'm looking for? Like at, not at home. You know what I'm saying? Like I just felt it was more natural for me when it, mm-hmm. with country music. Yeah. Especially when with writing. Right. Yeah. That's cool. So your first album was more like Megan said, the R&B pop. pop. Yeah. And then when did you move to, or when did you kind of start writing your own stuff and make the move to Nashville and start that whole journey? I didn't start, I probably didn't start writing my own things till I was like 20. Okay. So I yeah, like, I remember living with you in Dallas. I don't know how old you were, but you started taking guitar lessons Yeah, and you started writing. I remember you writing a lot in our apartment. Yeah. I started really writing in like around 20. And, um, I was also doing like voiceovers a lot at that time. I remember. So like I would go in and do like voiceovers for like commercials and like radio commercials and stuff. So that was fun. So for those who, what's a voiceover? Can you explain that? But you know, when you hear like commercials and it's a random song and someone's singing. (laughs) Yeah. Like that. Or there's voice, there's all kind of voiceover work though. Like people can do like acting voiceover work and like. Yeah, like cartoons. Yeah. Is uh, that also called a jingle or no? Yeah. It's, okay. it's, that's exactly what it is. I would record jingles. Okay. So that was fun. And I got – so – and then I got hooked up with a group, and we would write songs for, like, movies and TV. And that was all basically pop, too. So I was in the studio all the time. Like, I realized I loved being in the studio. Mm-hmm. And I also realized yeah. I didn't love as much being on stage which is a okay. huge issue. 
Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, that reminds me. Remember we went uh to New York. You were like on tour to all these like kids camps. Yeah. So yeah, like remember high school musical? They like yes. they were always the headliner of that tour. And so okay. I was like a one of the like openers. So right. and there was multiple. So we, yeah. yeah, we went on this tour and that was really fun. But I also discovered I'm, I have major stage fright and it was being on stage. I wasn't as comfortable as being like in the studio. Does that sound Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so, so that's why I guess recording for movies really. Yeah. Like I love doing that because it was like I got to write and just sing and then get placements. And the group, we called ourselves the placements. <laughs> so cute. That is yeah. cute. So just as like somebody who's not has no like me who isn't really knowledgeable in the music industry and business where do you out of all the things that you did whether it was writing your own stuff writing for other people the jingles the tour where in the music business is the most money making I guess I mean like let's I mean I know where I made the most money yeah like out of all the things what brought in the most money for sure the placements. So like getting placed in different movies and TV. And then, I mean, doing the jingles, I mean, you can make good money as well. I mean, you get paid hourly and it pays very well. Um, But for sure, I made the most money when I got placements. Like in, I'm trying to remember my first placement. I want to say it was in, it was a movie. No, I think it was House, that show House. Oh yeah. With the doctors. I remember that. I think that was my, maybe my first placement. I think I would say my biggest placement was probably the Kardashians because that I feel like that was the coolest placement I've ever had because mostly songs are like in the background mm-hmm. when it's in TV and film and that in that show they were making a music video so like the song was like front and center. Yeah, yeah. that was really cool. That was um, cool. So share share like uh so the Kardashians house what's one or two more placements that um, I probably got paid the most from being in Grown Ups too. Ooh, so yeah. that was probably my biggest paycheck. And then, oh, but one, so I, my biggest paycheck was going to be the movie House Bunny with Anna Ferris. Do y'all remember that? Yes. Movie? Yes. So it was originally going to be called That's What Boys Like. And they, boy, my song, actually, our intro song, Boys Say, was going to yes. be like the main song, which means it was going to play throughout. Like not just once, but more than once. Yeah. And even in the credits. And that was going to be like a huge, like I think I was going to make like $20,000 from that. And I was like so excited. I remember just being like on cloud nine (laughs) and literally right before things like they not only changed the name. So House Bunny was changed to. And last minute, one of the executive producers replaced me with Pussycat Dolls. Uh, so I didn't which get cost, it. probably cost them a lot more money. <laughs> it did. You are absolutely right. Um, so, Damn but you know, I've dogs. replaced a big artist. Like I replaced Chris Brown once in a TV show. So that's kind of cool. I was yeah. a lot cheaper, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I remember learning about the industry a little bit with movies and TV. It's really, it costs the movie a lot of money to pay big artists. So that's why 
it's kind of a cool niche to be in a place where you take a little bit, you take less money, but if you get more and more movies, it works out for you. Right. So that was kind of the idea. You know, it worked out a lot of times, but, you know, it was really fun. Well, I was actually going to ask you a question. If you could go back to your 15-year-old self, or even if you were talking to a young teen today, and I know that the industry is so different now than it was back then, just with all the social media differences and, and all of that, but what would be your advice to somebody who had a passion and for the music industry, what would you say to either your 15 year old self or somebody that you are mentoring now? Ooh, that's a good question. I think if you love to perform for sure, like you need to be out performing as much as possible, you know, going and taking those, you know, I got, I remember I got offered like a thing where I'd be traveling and I, I was only getting paid, would only get a hundred dollars. And I was like, screw that, you know, but if you're super passionate about that, do those things, you know, cause mm-hmm. you're just going to get grow and grow. And then if you love to perform too, like it's hard if you don't know anyone in the industry, but if you do like getting it in on one of those TV shows, like the voice or mm-hmm. American Idol, one of those I think can be super helpful if you can actually, it's really hard, but if you can make it through, Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to get, you know, the biggest following. If you're more like me and like st- more studio work, you know, find a local studio, a producer and start, you know, they might have opportunities that you can do even if it's just, you know, recording demos for them. If you get in with a producer and they grow, you can grow with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Yeah. I don't know if yeah. that's good advice. Is that no, good? No, I think that's yeah, all very good. That's all really good, like tactical advice. What about the mindset piece of it? You know, because I know that you've shared on here that, you know, you have stage fright or you struggled with confidence or comparison. And yeah, I really struggled with comparison. So you've you've got to cut that out if you're gonna want to get anywhere. Cause that really held me back. Cause I was constantly just like, oh, you know, my vocals aren't as strong or my looks aren't as good or whatever it was. So you've got to get rid of that and just focus, keep focused on what your passion and Mm -hmm. um, focus on what you love about what you're doing. You know, Mm -hmm. the feelings it gives you, why you love it. Um, If you can stay focused on those things, I think that's the best route. And I, I would imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, but just like, well, really any industry in life, but especially kind of in music, showbiz, modeling, acting, all that kind of stuff. I imagine, you know, for every win that you had and every placement that you had or every awesome opportunity that you had probably came along with, you know, triple or more, you know, 10 disappointments or rejections. Oh yeah. I mean, I got, I got rejected from Nickelodeon. I got rejected from Disney. They told me I was too old at 17. Um, oh my gosh. He also told me I had too much of a look. My look was too much of like a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. I'll never forget that. <laughs> I was like, that's Brandy's fault. <laughs> You're like, I was just trying to look like my sister. Oh, yeah. Apparently I was, I guess. Um, like, but did yeah. Brand- did Brandy do your makeup that day or what? <laughs> well, I probably learned. I think, you know, I watched her and I did my makeup very similar. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'll never forget just being in shock when he told me, you know, you're a little old. And I was like, I'm 17. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's so crazy. So, you know, honestly, if you're going that route, it's like, it's kind of sad, but it's like true. Like you have to get started pretty young, you know, yeah. and I'm kind of glad I didn't because I feel like I'd be a completely different person. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I went and auditioned for Nickelodeon and they basically, but they, I was too old for both. Yeah. So that was really hard. You know, I felt super rejected and wanted to quit after that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause it's like, I've gotten in front of the room in front of some of the most powerful people in the industry and they're telling me, no, it, that was really a hard pill to swallow. So how did um, you keep going? What made you keep going? I don't know. Willpower. I'm pretty persistent. You, if you're, you know, I'm one of the most persistent people I think I know. And it was very hard for me. So you have to be freaking persistent Mm -hmm. and not ever want to give up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like giving up's not an option. It's not. You're going to hear more no's than you are going to hear yeses a hundred percent. And you have to be willing to get over that. Yeah. That's good advice. So let's fast forward to, so you moved to Nashville and you did a lot of writing. I love all of, um, well, you've just done so much. It's hard to choose, but I want to share with our listeners, maybe more of your recent stuff. So which one, which one do you want to share? (laughs) Good question. Um, maybe, so, well, the first country song I ever wrote was called There's No Romeo. Um, I loved that and this one. Is, oh, yeah, I love that song. Yeah, it's the first song I ever writ- wrote myself. And I'll never forget it. I wrote it in a bathtub crying. And oh. I wrote it in probably like 10 minutes. Wow. Aww. Like lyrics. I'm not talking like melody. I actually had a girlfriend help me with the melody. Yeah. Um, y'all know her, Erica Perry. Um, yeah. Yes. But lyric wise, I wrote it like so fast. And it was like the first song I ever like finished. You know when um, that's – it's going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's my husband's favorite, which is funny. I feel like he's like, oh, I'm the Romeo that came in and swooped you and saved you, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He did. Okay, um, let, let's listen to it. Okay. I've been lying if I said I wasn't lonely. I'd be lying if I said I didn't want a love song about me I'd be lying if I said I didn't want my fairy tale ending But there's no Romeo and I'm not Juliet I have no prince but I'm It's not a love story It's just me I've been told I'm the girl he wants to marry But somehow I'm still left here alone I'm so tired of being told
<laughs> Me too. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it was a fun one. I would say my other, it's funny because I said I wrote that fast. The other song that I probably wrote even faster was actually for <laughs> Megan's wedding. Uh, it was literally, I mean, I feel so lucky. She sang, wrote and sang me a song at my wedding. It was yeah. so amazing. I cried. I remember sitting down to write that song and I was like, God, what am I? I don't know, love. Like, what the hell am I going to write? And I remember <laughs> like, I just, go, I was like, well, and I Googled meaning of love. <laughs> I was like, what's the definition of love? And I was like, that's it. <laughs> and that's literally how I started writing this song. Well, and it was so sweet because you did like obviously like your maid of honor speech. And I think you said, I hope one day somebody looks at you, me like Bobby looks at you. And I think like three guys in the crowd were like, I'll do it. I'll yes. do it. They oh were like, met, they were like yelling from the back. It was so funny. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was so funny. Uh, and then my, then you met Michael literally a few months later. Yeah, I met him because you got married October 2012. I met him January 2013 actually our first date was him taking to see a movie that my song was in oh how cute the texas chainsaw massacre and oh yeah yeah i don't like like a random one yeah but my song was in it so i was like we gotta see it you know yeah but yeah so no the song i wrote for megan's wedding was called meant to be and i guess we could play a little bit of that so people can hear let's do a wedding song that i wrote Oh, 
brings me back to my wedding. I know. <laughs> I love that song. It's so sweet. I mean, it's honestly such a great wedding song. I feel like more people need to hear it and use it for their first dance. <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was fun. That was a fun project. Aw. Love it. And then I know we what we have to share the Dallas song. Oh, yeah. So what about, wait, what about Beautiful? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Liar. So, yeah, Beautiful Liar is probably one of my favorite, like, country. It's actually like, more like country pop. And I love it, too, because I co-wrote it with a guy in Nashville who's, like, crazy talented. And, like, the amount of artists he has, has worked with is insane. Like, I could go on and on. But so working with him was really cool. And this is one of my favorite songs that I've co-written uh, in Nashville. And it's called Beautiful Liar. So I thought we could it's- say a little snippet yeah is there a backstory to it or is so this was a track that I uh see I received a track and they were like hey can you write a song to this for like tv and film and I came up with the name beautiful liar and then I was I called not a huge story I just was like hey do you want to co-write with me and that's a big thing like you do a lot of co-writes when you're in this industry so yeah I feel like a lot of people can relate to this song too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Here's a little snippet. So this girl is full of diamonds. And I believed every word you said. Everything was shining. When I was laying in your bed, I was your believer. You were my receiver. But now I see you for what makes me so happy it brings me so much joy love it yeah so um should we close out with the dallas the dallas song yeah well, i know the only thing is we didn't play a ton of your pop music but i guess that's okay yeah like well people if you want to hear all the pop songs you that you can find it's called in my the album is called in my shoes and you it's on itunes it's on spotify so oh that's right yeah why do i forget that okay cool yeah, well yeah so people want to listen to it like in songs. asia it's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> that's fun come yeah. on america. we gotta bring it back people i know come on america let's bring it back 
Yeah. Okay, so we need to get like all of these other songs on an album on iTunes. Like all my country okay. stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's do it, KK. Yeah, I wrote a song. So the reason I co-wrote this one was because Brandy was doing, or actually both of us, this is when we were like auditioning for that show about in Dallas, which neither of us were on because it ended up being that show Dallas Social. Mm-hmm. But that's why I yeah. initially wrote it, co-wrote it. So it's about Dallas and Texas, I guess. Yeah. And I just love it. It's such a cute song. It would be perfect for Real Housewives of Dallas. I keep trying to tell them. I know. <laughs> so funny. Here we go. And I feel Boy. like this is appropriate because, well, we are moving to Texas and maybe one day we'll all be living in Texas. So yeah. it's a, a great yeah. one to close us out. Just as far from the East Coast as it is to the West Coast You grew up a little different than most in the Lone Star State Houston's big old rodeo The Riverwalk in San Antonio And the hippies still call Austin home Some things have never changed But if you're rent a glimmer sound so much better than we do um, oh my gosh kk i could listen to your music all day can we do keep it going i yeah, know I feel bad because i'm like people are gonna be like this is annoying when we're not fans i'm just kidding you know <laughs> stop that yes everybody loves it like all i still get questions from my girlfriends like super girl oh, remember that song yeah. all my friends love that one yeah it's funny because like all the ones i don't really like other people seem to like it's so funny yeah I know. It's, yeah, I you like got always works that way. Stop that talk, girl. 
Um, well, this was fun. I feel like we could talk forever about your music because we're your biggest fans and I could sit here all day and be serenaded by you. So, um, thank you for opening up about this and sharing. And we hope that you continue to write and sing and feed your passion. Yes. I think the challenge for all of us is go back to something you're passionate about I'd love to like write a song together or something because even though I don't have the talent you have, I love writing poems and stuff. So I don't know if that'd be something y'all would want to do with me, but yeah. I think it would be really fun. Even writing like a kid's song, like a new nursery rhyme has been on my mind lately. So yeah, maybe we can schedule a time to do it's that. It's very therapeutic. So yeah, I th- I highly suggest that. Yeah, that's Yay. that is cool. I um I don't know if other people will resonate with this, but I think sometimes when we start dating a new relationship or when we get married or when we have kids or whatever, sometimes we find ourselves like looking up and maybe having lost part of ourselves. And so I think that yeah. kind of goes along the same lines is think back to you know what gave you joy and what you really enjoyed doing and work towards implementing that back into your life. Yes. Yes. Love that. All right. Mine is dancing. So that's why I still make TikTok videos like a child. It's because I really love to dance. I love it. it. That's all it is. Yeah. (laughs) No, I love it. Um, Okay. You guys follow us on Instagram. It's girl. I slept in my makeup on Instagram and Facebook and please go. So, Ooh, subscribe. S is for me guys. A lot of stuttering lately. I don't know what the deal is, but um, go subscribe in iTunes and please leave us a review. We would love that. And please share an episode with one of your friends. That's how more people find out about us. So we just appreciate you guys so much. Yes. Thank thank you. you. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.